The following program is brought to you by Podcast One. Recorded live backstage, this is Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. Now here's your host, Rory O'Malley. Hi there, welcome to the Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. I am your host, Rory O'Malley. Thank you so much for listening. My guest this week is Lindsay Mendez, who has an extensive Broadway resume. (laughs) We almost didn't get through all of her credits. She won the Tony Award last year for Carousel, and she's previously been in Grease, Godspell, Everyday Rapture, and of course, Elphaba in Wicked. She is such... A fun, wonderful, extremely talented human being. We have a show that we were in together that never made it to Broadway. We talk about that a little bit. And she is next up on CBS Mondays at 9 o'clock on a TV show called All Rise, which is going to be incredible. I'm very excited to have her in Los Angeles filming a TV show. This is my conversation with Broadway's Lindsay Mendez. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Rory. Thank you so much for being on the Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. <laughs> Did you know that's what you're on? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I'm terrified now. Yeah. No, we actually, I because I've been doing a podcast on my own right. for a couple of years, but yes, now I'm working with the Geffen Playhouse. They have this wonderful podcast. And uh, yeah, now you're actually going to have people listening to this. You are stepping on up in this world as if you could go any higher. Oh, I know. This is really the peak. (sighs) It's all downhill from here. Well, I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I have been talking to you about us doing this for literally years, many years, years. Yeah. And, you know, we've just, you know, just wrestled me to the ground. I did. Yeah. I'm going to have some hard hitting questions. (laughs) I'm finally going to get the answers that I need. Oh, my. Um. I am so excited. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about, but you have some really exciting news. So I'm very excited because you have a new show coming out on TV. I do. And it's called All Rise. All Rise? It's a demand title. It's saying everyone rise. Immediately. In the courtroom. Yes. And in life. Yes. It is a, a courtroom. I would call it. It, it, they're they're labeling it a drama, but I would say it's a dramedy. It's it's pretty funny. Oh, really? As well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, if you're in it, you're going to find say, that humor. Yeah, I'm going to find it somewhere. And you did you did a Modern Family episode mm-hmm. recently as well, and wasn't that in a courtroom? It also was in a courtroom. I was like, there's a theme happening. But in Modern Family, I was a prisoner. Right. And uh, in All Rise, I play Sarah Pratt, the court stenographer Ooh. of the courthouse of the Los Angeles courthouse that so, is very um, i get to have a lot of fun and that i've is... learned the steno- stenography m- machine and it's so insane so you had to learn that for the pilot of course well you know i requested i was like could i meet with a real stenographer because the machine is not a computer it's like this whole other animal so before we started they let me um sit and work with with someone for a while and I, I got to learn. I mean, I have yet to master it, but I figure I'll master it as the season. There you go. Out. You're going to have a lot of time, yeah. a lot of shots. Yes, that's We're right. going to be figuring that out. And it's funny when you're on a set because we're used to a rehearsal room where you have six weeks and, you know, it's like in-depth rehearsal. And especially with a pilot, it moves so quickly. They're, oh they're like, here's your prop. 
you should know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Action. Okay. Yeah, totally. I remember I had to like open a bottle of wine on a set once and I was like, I'm going to need uh, a couple of hours on my own just to make sure I do this right. And they're like, it's a bottle of wine. But it's, yeah, it's terrifying. It just, for some, for some reason you have all your lines in your head and then they throw all these props at you and other people and they're just like, okay, here we go. And you're trying to, it, it becomes just so much more difficult when you have to master yeah. props. Yes. For some reason. And right. walking yeah. while you talk. It's like, what is that? What are what are the other um challenges of being on a set for you after being on a stage for so long? And what are the things they're like, oh my God, this is amazing? I'd say um the long days and kind of the hours yeah. um are a little more challenging in that um with Equity, you know, we get like a 10-minute break every kind of hour and plus. Everything's like put into little chunks. Yeah. It's manageable. On TV, I mean, they they are paying you to be there and yeah. you're going to be there. Yeah. So, um, so that has been a challenge for me to kind of wrap my head around. Or also like if I have to go to the bathroom, someone has to take me. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in a Broadway show, you just kind of do your own thing. Um, right. So so that kind of t- has taken some getting used to. But um, but I will say what I love about, about TV and – is I feel like my favorite time in any process is like the rehearsal and the working with, you know, your director and and the cast. Right. And TV to me just kind of feels like one big rehearsal. Yeah. And you never have to put it in front of anyone. Right. You know what I mean? While you're there. Yeah. I mean, it's long gone. And it'll be a totally different experience when it is put in front of someone. 100%. Oh, yeah. Other people are seeing what I was doing in that in that set. Yeah. That day. I forget like because it takes so long to get it put together and put it out there that you're like, oh, yeah, people are going to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. I had that feeling when I watched the pilot. I thought, oh, my God, other people are going to see this yeah. thing there's the term frozen when you go through previews and then they say okay now the script is frozen and this is what the show is mm-hmm. and that never happens with tv you're just constantly solving problems and figuring out how to make a scene work and you never know it's frozen in the editing room right and totally you you're not really a part of that final process yeah and that is i mean in in some ways freeing and in some ways infuriating because yeah. you're like i have no idea which one of the 20 we did that they're going to use yeah um but that's when you know the trust comes into play that you're working with people you love and respect and you know that they're going to get the the best product out there yeah and you have a really good cast i love my cast they're wonderful um I'm joining one of my old great friends, Ruthie Ann Miles. Yeah, um, which is just so amazing to work with her, and um, yeah, and they're all a lot of them are New Yorkers, so it's it's kind of great. I feel at home, and a lot of them have kind of you know done a lot of theater, so it feels feels kind of like I'm in a rep company, right. which I think is what our uh, our writer Greg Spottiswood. It's really what he wanted. He wanted the cast to feel like like a rep. Right. Mm-hmm. And you at New York and Broadway is your home now, of course, but you are from Southern California. That's right. So it's kind of like going back home yeah. in a way. You you grew up in Orange County? or I grew up in Norwalk. Norwalk. Yeah, which is kind of like L.A., Orange County border. Okay. Um, but I, uh, I moved to New York when I was 18. Wow. And I've not lived there since then. So it's been three years. <laughs> And I am. Um... <laughs> you did a lot in three years. Well, Lindsay. you know, wow. I've been busy. Wow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. You know, I have a lot of feelings about about going back. I think when I left L.A., um, I left because at that time, 
I didn't really f- see a place for myself in, in L.A., definitely not in the TV and film world. No one who looked like me was on TV, or mm. if they were, they were playing a maid, you know, a hotel right. maid or, or maybe a nurse. But um, but I just, I felt like, well, I, I have a face for radio, so I should go to New York and <laughs> be far up and away from an audience. And uh, so, yeah, so now to kind of move back and be accepted and... Uh, in that way, it's it's pretty cool. It feels like our world has shifted quite a bit, right. and um, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see what what that all brings. Yeah, I'm sure it has a lot of a lot of excitement and fears and all of the above. You know, yeah. it's it's funny people don't realize that for somebody as accomplished as you, you've won a Tony, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> but you know, you you know, I think that people on the outside look at that and they think oh, well, now you never have to worry or have any fears ever again. Right. You know, work's always going to come to you. And anytime you step into any project, you're going to be fearless because you know you can do it. Where I think, like, sometimes it means the stakes just get higher and it I gets a little scarier. I think it's the opposite. Because I think, you know, and you can, uh, I'm sure, attest to this as well. It's like once people expect that your work is going to be good, you feel, oh, shit, my work has to really yeah. be good. And yeah. um and people expect things of me and am I going to disappoint them? And, you know, and then and then it's also, you know, do I want to keep doing the things I've always done or do I want to challenge myself, you know, to try things that really scare me, which has always kind of been what I've tried to do. Yeah. But as those things get kind of bigger and bigger, they're more and more scary to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I'm constantly kind of like, can I do this? And, you know, how many people are going to finally discover that I have no talent and that it's all been luck. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to hear uh, someone as talented as you say that. It's always comforting to me because, you know, I think that if you can have that feeling, it's okay that I have that feeling. I think Mm. that it's something that we all share. And it's not about actually what kind of uh, what you put out into the world. It's just something inside of you. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the fear at the end of the day comes with I really want to do a good job I really want to do my best and so I hold myself you know to a high standard and I think that's just you know I'm I'm glad I do that I feel like it's responsible yeah um but it doesn't mean it doesn't make me insane sure the high standard (laughs) does that come from uh your family where, where you grew up or how you were raised um maybe I mean I think you know we always wanted to you know do well for my parents I think you know they were wonderful and we wanted to please them What did they do Um my dad was uh was the mayor of Norwalk What for like 30 years Oh I didn't know you were a political family Yeah I'm a mayor's daughter Oh my god <laughs> I know it's okay we can still have this conversation Okay Um <laughs> the, the my uh, my bodyguards are outside Okay good Um but uh yeah so so I grew up <laughs> In in the spot in the Norwalk spotlight, yeah. Um, and my mom was a stay at home mom, and uh, and then after we kind of all, when my brother, my young my younger brother, um, graduated high school, then she started working at a school as well, um, as an administrator. And um, so, you know, I think uh, we definitely had you know th- because of the way my parents kind of raised us, m- my mom, you know, was always able to take us to every dance class and acting class and right. you know all that stuff we really you know always so you were ever. you were just immersed in that yeah from a young age every day after school that's what i did wow I, and you ended up going to a performing arts high school that's right in orange county with like osha a million other actors who've made it out here yeah yeah i mean that's a very 
big deal that school. Yeah, Stephanie J. Block and mm-hmm. Susan Egan and Matt Morrison and Krista Rodriguez. Right. Who else has gone there? A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's got a great success rate, but it's probably very intense. Yeah. It is. It's like a. It's it's like going to college, I guess. It's like you start at seven thirty or eight, and you finish at like six p.m. Yeah. every day. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see why you went directly to New York at eighteen because uh, you probably yeah. felt like okay, enough already. I was like, not another four year concern. Yeah. What? Do you, yeah. Why? why? <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It, you know, and to be truthful, at that time when I was going to high school, there were like. There were a few programs, but there weren't nearly as many BFA programs as there are now. So my options were a little bit limited and I didn't have like the best grades because I just I could not handle school. I just I could not learn in that environment. I hated it. Like I was like, why am I in chemistry? Like, what is the point for me to be in this class? Well, you like especially if you're upset about chemistry in a performing arts high school, you like (laughs) really did not want to go. Literally, I was so bad at chemistry that my teacher was like, if you just do this project, I will pass you and you don't have to come back to this class because you're making me miserable. And I was like, sir, I agree. Um, So I got out of that class. But um I, I auditioned for one school just uh-huh. like to try and um, I won't name the school, uh-huh. but um, I did not get in. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go. And my parents, you know, we talked about it and then I was like, well, maybe I'll just stay in LA and work at Disneyland or something. And, um, but my parents were like, you need to go now. And so wow. they helped me move here. What did you do when you got here? <sighs> I mean, had you, you, you came to visit, I had right? a lot of friends who lived here who had, you know, from OSHA. And so, you know, I had, I had some help and I did, I signed with an agent that was bi-coastal um, when I was a senior in high school. Okay. So I, I did at least have an agent to kind of get me some appointments, but you know, I, um, I got a job. I worked at the Pottery Barn, I think, for Ooh, a while. that's a good side job. Yeah. I stopped going after a while. <laughs> <laughs> you just stopped going? I did. I just stopped going. You I'm still afraid to go in there. the Pottery Barn. I literally ghosted them. They have your picture in the back. I know they do. Do not rehire her. Trust me. I was a holiday hire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it is scary. Like, when you go to side jobs, which I had, you know, at least 30. Oh, what were yours? So, oh, I was, I worked at the front desk of a hotel overnight. So oh. A lot of crazy things. That was in L.A. I was, uh, you know, I worked as a waiter, right. a host. I worked at a financial firm in their um, college recruiting department. What? Yes. And um, I-, I had so much anxiety sometimes with these jobs that you try to figure out the entire time you're there, how do I get out of this? I know. What is my escape route? And yet when you get it, it feels so good. You're like, booked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I booked it. Oh, yeah. They believe that I well, I could be customer service at American Girl Doll Store, which I was for absolutely. two years. And that's like that's the only thing you can take pride in for a while. I know. That, when you're auditioning and getting told no. Yeah. And you have like I would I remember there were some places, some restaurants in Los Angeles that wanted my headshot. And I was like, well, at least someone wants it. Oh, my God. Freddy. Isn't that horrible? Yes. But I would give them my headshot. And I remember having to wait for an hour and a half to talk to somebody at the Wood Ranch in the Grove. No. Just to be seen. And I waited that hour and a half. I remember there were some other people and they just left. They were like, this is ridiculous. And And I was like, like, they don't want it enough. Exactly. (laughs) Wait, could you memorize the menu? That was always my issue. I could never be a waiter because I couldn't memorize the menu, even though I'm like, Mendez, that's what we're supposed to memorize. Millions of lines, but I was like, I can't. And I just, I was like, it's not for me. You know what it was for me with food service is that I could never care enough about 
food. I love food. I love food more than anything, but I will eat any food. You bring me food, I'll eat it. <laughs> but people are so picky. Yeah. I'd be like, you got to get over this. Right. This is not coming on the side. This is what it is. Right. Just eat it. Oh, you had a very so, New York mentality. I did. Yeah. I did. I had um, a gay couple that I waited on. They actually wrote on my uh, credit card receipt, you suck. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, the gays were against me. That is me. awful. Didn't they know that you guys were all on the same team? They apparently not. Ugh, and ba- so maybe sorry. they were just ashamed of me. Was that the day? That was that was day one. <laughs> oh, <geez>. so so <laughs> this is the start of the downward yeah, spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that like to keep yourself alive and in the I game know. in New York, you've got to find that job. So you do, but you also, I mean, what I tell all of my students is like, if you can come to New York with money. Like with, you know, save up 10 grand, you know, so that you're not feeling like you're here to work your day job. You know what I mean? Because that's the worst is when you have a shift and they won't let you out and you're like, well, I missed this audition. And then you start being like, what am I I doing here? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm living to work at the Wood Ranch. Yes. Like that is not the dream. Yeah. So I always, you know, I, I was lucky in that. You know, my parents were like, okay, well, since you're not going to college, and I did win some scholarship money for some different things. So I I had a little bit of money to play with so that I didn't have to work. You know, I think I worked like 25 hours instead of, you know, 40 or whatever so that I could still audition and still take some classes and stuff. But, I mean, it was was so hard. And honestly, being here, I don't know how people do it. I really don't, you know. It kind of feels like a miracle sometimes that you get through that gauntlet. It right. does. Yeah, but I mean, then, just for me. And you know that even after you get a Broadway show, once she closes, you're back on that unemployment. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, it does. It feels like a miracle. And I just, I think actors are the strongest people in the world to, to do what we do and get, you know, face rejection and face the constant unknown. You know, it's so scary, but it can also be so rewarding yeah. and can change, your life can change all the time. Yeah. And um, I just, I find actors to be just so brave. Yeah, I do too. That's why I love talking to them mm. on this podcast. Um, so you're in New York. You're 18 years old. Mm-hmm. You ditched the Pottery Barn. Ghost <laughs> that place. Um, wh- where? When did you start to feel like you were having some kind of traction in the, in the business? Yeah, I, um, I'd say I was here for about a year. And um, I auditioned for... Um, the European tour of Greece, Das Musical. Das Musical. It was in German, yeah. Oh. And um, and I I got it. I got this job. You had and, to sing in German. Um, no, we spoke in German, but we sang in English. So we like <laughs> because do like our the lines. songs are like the songs are like yeah, the songs. Everyone knows the English words. So I had like four days to get like a rush passport and fly to Munich. I'd never been out of the country. I was nineteen, and I was like. Oh my God. And I didn't even know who I was meeting in like a, I mean, it was insane. But, um, but so I did that job for like nine months. And so that's how I traveled all around Germany, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Paris, Amsterdam. I mean, it was, and you had to learn German. Yeah. Which, which, which part did you play? Chan. Oh, of course. Obviously. What am I thinking? Yeah. Hello. Um, that's my legacy. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I met you. I was born to hand jive. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And so it was, it was so, um, fun and, you know, and just, I learned so much about myself and (laughs) about the world. Um, it's funny though, the whole time I was there, I kept thinking about what I was missing at home. Here. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish I would have been older when I had that experience because I, I think I would have, 
I would have made the most of it more. I right. think I I was like homesick and I was thinking things I'm are happening to be in, in New York, York and yeah. I'm missing it yeah. and you know now I would be like peace. You're like well <laughs> you're like a, a whole trip around Europe. Yeah. Where you're getting paid. 100%. It was but, awesome. You know, it's hard no matter what you're doing in your early 20s to be grateful. Yeah, like it's it because is. you don't know anything. No, you so don't. So it doesn't matter what it is. That's you're right. going to be like, oh, I need something better. What else is there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's it's probably, especially for someone who wasn't in a college experience to have like a trip of, uh, you know, studying abroad. Yeah, it was like my college. Year. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. And, and I made some great friends, friends I still have. And, um, and, you know, it gave me some confidence. I was like, okay, like I can do this. And, right. um, and then after I got back from that tour, I kind of started booking little regional things. I needed, you know, my agent kept saying like, you need a, you need a tour credit on your resume. You need like a long run. So people can see that like you can be trusted with something like that. Right. So that was kind of my goal with it too. And, um, so yeah, so then I started kind of getting little things here and there. Um, I got a, a show by um, David Zippel and Matthew Wilder called Princesses, oh, right. which was this show that um, we did a couple readings of, and then it debuted at the Good Speed in mm-hmm. the what is it, the Norma Terrace? Yeah, Norma Terrace. And then it went to the Fifth Avenue in Seattle, right? And it was coming to Broadway, right? And then it didn't come. It didn't come. Yeah. Who was that cast? Oh my gosh, right. that was. Jenny Fellner, Sierra Bogus, Mary Faber, Patty Murin, myself. Um, who else was in that cast? There was like there was a couple different men. Tom Wopat was one of them. Um, oh my gosh, who else? Matt Cavanaugh at one point was in it. Right. I mean, just like that alone, there you're were like so many. there were so many great people in it. I remember hearing so much about it. Yeah. You know, this like oh, this thing is kicking around. But it was it was supposed to come in the same year as Legally Blonde. And it was very similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except we were in high school and the girls, Legally Blonde girls were in college and and it was Legally Blonde. Um, but I I met, you know, I mean, Sierra and, and Patty and I still, you know, talk all the time. And yeah. Sierra and I ended up moving in together. We were like 20, 21 years old. We like got our first midtown apartment really it was like so busted but we were like it's ours and our show's going to broadway and then it didn't wait you signed a lease we fully signed a lease before the show's like, going to broadway we're gonna go to oh my god because we were young and young and foolish but like it's also <laughs> kind of good that you guys weren't working together and living together i mean we thought we could do it and we probably could have sierra and i are both so laid back but um that's a lot though it would have been a lot yeah you're right you're right um, but we we lived together, and the show didn't come in, and we were like, "What are we gonna do? We right. have this rent." Sierra was like, "I remember." Sierra was like on her last dime, and she like went in to audition for Les Mis, and she got the tour as like ensemble understudy Cosette or something, and that saved her, and she was out. And then I ended up starting to get some other regional things, and then we both got our Broadway debuts the same year. She did Little Mermaid, and I did. Oh my Greece. God, that's right. Not auf Deutsch. Not auf Deutsch. Yeah. Um, which is the first time I met you. Was, right. Was, that cast of Grease just had so many great people in it. it. Did. And it came off of a reality, reality TV show, show that yeah. discovered Laura Osnes. You're the one that I want? Yes. Which I watched religiously. I mean, did you really? Oh, of course I Were did. Were you voting? I, I absolutely was voting. Oh yes, absolutely. And I was excited for that. I definitely auditioned and did not get into the Broadway cast of Grease. <gasps> Who did oh. you audition for? Um, do you remember Roger or Duty? I think it was Duty. 
You would have been so good. I probably auditioned for like a few. You know, I was like, <laughs> just bring this white boy in and exactly. see which one we could fit him into. And 100%. it turned out none of them. Well. But I think I think I saw that show like three or four times because it was one of those things where you know so many people and Anna White, who are yep. who are our mutual friends, yes. who, we love, who she went in for Sandy. Yes. And, you know, so it was like. I ended up going to that show several times. So it felt very – and it was right when I moved to New York from Los Angeles. Right. So it felt very much like a part of my start. And it, like we were all – you know, you had been here laying groundwork before I had been here. But it really does kind of feel like that was my class of, oh, of Broadway folks. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, when Brian Sears was in it and when we did yes. Book of Mormon, we started doing those those workshops. workshops. So it was it was a Yeah, I guess that's group. all around the same time, yeah. What was it like to finally have that that experience of, of Broadway was, after working there? It was hard? incredible. It was like, you know, everything I dreamed it would be. We got to do everything, you know, making yeah. a cast album and having an opening night and knowing, you know, we had a ten million dollar advance, like it was just like I mean I don't think I've ever been in anything quite like that as far as kind of just the the excitement around it and right. and it was my debut so it was just new everything it was awesome right and you went to the Tonys and you performed to the on the Tonys y'all came yeah. out of the lockers you remember oh I remember oh yeah my yeah, God. yeah of course it was a very exciting um, time for you guys and I think that you all were so we were celebrating in a way that I think everyone in the community was so excited for mm. all of you yeah. and I mean it had a reality TV show so it felt like it was a very shared experience definitely yeah you're community. right everyone was like invested in it yeah yeah it, yeah. Was, it was wild so that experience ends did you have another job lined up or was uh, it no it no. was one of those times where you're like okay great dream came true now what yeah and that was the first time i ever had that thought do you remember what did that happen to you where, yeah. where when your first show closed you were like oh that's it <laughs> yeah no i was down the street at spelling bee right and i remember when it my contract was up and i was like okay so where's the next broadway show like don't they doesn't the broadway society just come <laughs> give you the next society. show like i thought i got in <laughs> And I was like, no. So I went back to my temp job at the financial firm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was just like, I'm going to piece this together and figure out what's next. But it was right back to auditioning. Yeah. So what did you do? Well, I went back to auditioning. Um, lucky for me, like, I, I think to about two months after the show closed, I auditioned for Everyday Rapture off-Broadway at Second Stage. And luckily for me, because of going full circle because of Sierra who was doing Little Mermaid with Sherry. Right. Sierra told Sherry like my friend Lindsay is the person who should be this role. And I was the really? first person to audition and they I like got the job. I that mean, that show is such has such a great story of its own. Yeah, totally. Sherry Renee Scott's show about uh, different stories from her life. Mm -hmm. And she had two women backing her up in all the songs and being a part of the show. Yep. And it was you and Betsy, Betsy. Wolf. Yeah. I mean, what I, I, I mean, I knew how great the two of you were watching you, but I think like how phenomenal that the two of you had such a great career after yeah. that to yeah. be backing up Sherry Renee Scott. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, Sherry always said she wanted, they wanted people who could hold their own show. 
to be backing her up. She got him. <laughs> <laughs> she was so wonderful and so supportive of, of us. And um, yeah, it was that was I was so proud to be in that show. And it was supposed to just be at second stage. Yeah. And a show dropped out of roundabout or at where the was last it? minute at huh? the last minute. Roundabout. So you guys get a we call had like five days of rehearsal and then we. We're going, going to Broadway. Broadway. I mean, that must have been insane. It was. We had, they, you know, they really wanted us to transfer, but it just never was the right time. And I, I don't know if it could have handled a commercial run without it being a part of like a roundabout or an MPC, yeah, just like because a of how kind of niche it was. Yeah. But um, it was just perfect. It was so fun. It was so fun to revisit it. Did you feel like you learned a lot from Sherry by yes. getting to be that close to her leading a show like that. Totally. I mean, she's she's a monster of a performer and she's so um she just I also loved how like she really kind of used whatever audience she had that. Yeah. Day. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like it was, it was a live performance. It was so alive. Um and then there's just like her voice which I'm just like how is how is your voice doing that? Yeah. I mean, I still am not sure. But she's just remarkable and someone I always looked up to. And I couldn't believe I got to be a part of that yeah. with her. And so, I mean, it's, I think, just as much seeing what she does on stage, but seeing how she handles herself mm -hmm. in a moment like that. Totally. It's got to really teach you a lot. Yeah. So you, at that point, what was Godspell next? Yeah. Okay. I'm really keeping track. Oh, I, re I remember. You. It's funny because I think I've seen almost everything that you've done yeah. almost i mean i've seen a lot of your career because i was here because we we kind of started our broadway journeys yeah yeah so i mean i loved that company of godspell yep. and i mean so many of you were it was what a, talk about a cast that really went on to do a lot of other I great know. things but you guys had something very special as well because you were recreating something but it, it felt like a revival that was like let's let's come together as a company first and rethink this entire Thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it was. We we all, you know, put in every day was just like, who has ideas? Let's try stuff like which in some ways I love. But in other ways, I was like, oh, my God, right. someone please just tell me what to do. Right, right, right. <laughs> you do like enough of exploring. Exactly. Let's, let's yeah, get someone what, the, something what the counts down. are and <laughs> show me where to stand. Yeah, that's why like choreography was like so great. Like whenever Chris Catelli would come in, we'd be like, OK, he's going to like yeah. actually set a number on us. We can right. like, figure it out. Right. Um, but it was it was so fun. And the cast was so like collaborative and um yeah we had a really great time it you know it's funny with that show like sometimes i think that no one enjoys a production of godspell as much as the people who are in it right um and i felt that way when i went back to see it because i left that production and then i went back to see it and i was like oh <laughs> because also it was in the round yeah and so we could either be out or we could be in mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like we were either facing the audience or we were like facing each other and so the energy sometimes i feel like would like all go to the center right for for your performing for your fellow company not for the <laughs> right. audience yeah like the audience is like an afterthought hey over here uh-huh oh right you guys yeah. yeah oh you paid to be here cool right um so it was an interesting experience but you know i also think the kind of the the idea of the community of the round like it was a it was a great idea and um yeah it was it was just it's an interesting show with the most incredible music and you know it's it's definitely just like so joyful and so you know it's so cool that every person in the cast gets to kind of like show off their talents and, yeah and everyone was so talented in that production yeah no it was because it's, it's funny it's definitely got some songs that everyone can wail at but it's mm -hmm. really and it's a it's a clown show yeah with some heavy heavy dramatic 
aspects. Obviously, the story of a crucifixion. Jesus. Yeah. So it's it's definitely is all over the place. Yeah. And um, I thought you guys did a great great job with Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Danny Goldstein. He's really great. He was really smart about it. And and we had Stephen around a lot, which was really cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to kind of get to to be hear about how things came to be and, yeah. you know, have him be a part of it. Was, was it your first time being around him? Or yeah, I had done some con- concerts that he had, like, come to and I'd, like, met him socially before. But, right. like, that was my first time really working with him. And from what I know, he really went to bat for me to get that job um, because I think they wanted it to be a reality star, that role, the role I played. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got it. Do you and... think – I think that that – like, I always say, like, you can never – poo-poo reality um contest because it found laura osnes and like she's legit like she's the real deal but like if we're talking you know survivor or something like let's have the winner be in this broadway show Uh i don't feel like that's as much of a thing anymore is it Mm, no not that i really no but but it's still like obviously you can have like tv and film stars are going into Broadway shows that sure. it's maybe a bit of a challenge for them, mm-hmm. but they're going to sell some tickets and like that gives people a job. And I think that's great. Yeah. But there was a time there where I think they were like was very really popular. handing out the jobs to the reality TV stars. Yeah. You it know? was around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Reality TV was, you know, yeah. now it's just New York housewives. That's all I care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Bethany Thank wants you. to be in a show, then then she can do it. Waitress, please. Luann's a cabaret it. star. Oh, Luann's so. all over it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so I don't know where this falls in the timeline, but I'm going to tell a story. Okay. About you, I was doing. Uh, I believe it was Easter Bonnet, mm-hmm. and Gavin Creel and I were doing a segment, and we were in the waiting room with you. I remember. And you looked down at your phone, and you started crying. You were. So excited that you had just booked this job that you had really wanted. What was that job? That job was dogfight. Yes. I can't believe you were there that day. I totally remember that. I was there and I was so happy for you because I didn't know what the hell it was. (laughs) But sometimes you can see what it is in in your fellow actor's um, face. And it turned out to be a really cool gig. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely, you know, I knew, I knew how special it was from just reading it and knowing Benj and Justin's music, you know, from their time at Michigan and, you know, they wrote edges and Mm -hmm. we all knew that music. But, um, for me it was, uh, I, when I auditioned, I got to work with Joe Mantello in the room and I feel like the two times I went in with him, I like learned I, I had like two acting lessons like full acting lessons from right. this man and i was like oh i have to work with him like he's going to make me a better actor right. and and i and i loved this role and i thought he can get me there you know it was a difficult role a really tough story right and something really that felt very outside of my box in mm-hmm. a lot of ways but i thought i think i can i can trust this person mm-hmm. and i know i'm gonna like grow leaps and bounds right and um so yeah so to get it was like so huge and um and then you know it the whole experience was just like soup to nuts awesome and i think it i think it changed you know not just who you are as an actor and challenge you because obviously joe mantello is a phenomenal 
director, but he's a phenomenal actor. So yeah. his communication with actors has got to be amazing. I hope to get to work with it him is. one day. You will. He loves oh, I just think the world of him. Yeah. But I think that when you have a voice that's as great as yours, if if I may, <laughs> and something that I believe, you know, I always say I sing, but I don't set off fireworks when I sing, right? Like I, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to make a point here. Okay. You don't have to okay. agree. Okay. But I feel like when you have a voice like yours that can literally set off fireworks and is like, uh, that would be enough for people mm-hmm. to, to hire you or get you in a room. People don't always look to that type of a person to be a, a, strong, a, actor. a strong actor yeah, and to have that kind of depth. Totally agree. And, you know, you could, like you said, you like to challenge yourself. You don't have to challenge yourself to be a great actress because your voice is that damn good mm-hmm. and that damn powerful and can get you into a lot of doors. So that job is something that didn't just change you. I think that it changed the way people see you in this industry. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think um, I always, you know, I got into this wanting to be an actor, but because you have to use something to get your foot in the door, I used my voice and that's how I was cast for a while. Yeah. So I knew that if I did this right, that this would be that opportunity for me to like kind of show New York that like I'm an actor who sings, not right. a singer who acts. And um and so that, yeah, you're right. I mean, that totally is what that was for me. And, and it gave me the confidence to be like, yeah, you, you can do this. You don't need to sing or you can, you know what I mean? Like right. this is, this is what one of your strengths is. And, yeah. um, and it was just such a great story to tell. So. Right. Well, see, I knew that you were a wonderful actress, um, because I saw you in the marvelous one dress, as oh, well, which yeah, you were we, so we skipped, we skipped right over that. <laughs> and I won't let us because I loved you in that oh, so God. much. You were hilarious. The shenanigans. And shenanigans. That. I know. Um, that was, but that was kind of like the forever plaid for when yeah, it was there for like two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was fun. No, you were so good in that. I mean, oh, you had created such a great, um, resume uh at that point but then is that when you went into wicked after dogfight uh yeah because while i was working with um joe and i had just worked with schwartz right they were like let's have you be alphaba how do you like green makeup yeah exactly so that is kind of a especially for our class of broadway people that's like a crowning achievement sure yes um to be an alphaba yeah how did that feel getting to to that point was it different than your other broadway experiences most definitely i mean i had never led a company on broadway so just that is its own experience there's a lot of responsibility with that and with you kind of setting the tone for the energy of the building yeah um but i also just think the uh the the size of that role and what it demands of you. I mean, I, it, it really, it took everything out of me to, to do it. But it was also like every night I would be like, I can't believe I get to yeah. be this person, you know? So yeah. it was, I was really proud. I was really tired. And um, I'm really grateful I got to do it. I feel like I, I so much respect all the women who've played that role. And so to get to kind of like be on that wall with those women. Is- you might be like the fifth or sixth alphaba that i've talked to and i feel like part of the reason that that role is so exhausting is because the women have such respect for the other actresses who have played that part Mm. and know the standard is so high and they're delivering so much of themselves not that you don't do that for every role but i really feel like there's 
it's such an elite club to yeah. be a part of. Oh, I agree. I mean, and luckily, you know, I had I had known a lot of them before, and they all kind of threw their support at me. It's very funny. I actually just texted Hannah Corn- Corno, who's oh, doing yeah. it right now. Oh, wow. She's with my agents, and she's making her Broadway debut playing Alphaba. Huh. And I, I called my agents and I said, give me her number because I want to reach out to her and just oh. tell her if she needs anything to give me a holler. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, and I mean that, I mean, yeah. I had women do that for me and, and it is a, it is a, a beast. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of, you know, respect to that lineage of, yeah. of, uh, of actors and, you know, it's, um, Elphaba is a unique challenge in a lot of ways, just not just vocally, but green makeup. And it's also like the um, it's it's hard to kind of be to play. You know, I felt this in dogfight a little bit. I got kind of depressed during the rehearsal process of that. Um, it's it's hard to be like told no and that you're like not enough and not worthy and don't fit in right. every day. Yeah. And even if it's phony. Yeah, it still like does something to your psyche. You're taking on that energy. You take on that energy, and and you have to. F- so that's why, like in the in in Wicked, my dressing room door was always open, and I was like, please, everyone, come in and visit. Like I have to have social like joy before I go out there and like lift this huge boulder right. by myself while everyone is like laughing and pointing. You know what I mean? Right. So, so I think um it does it does something to me when I have to play roles like that. Right. Um. There was a show that we almost did. There was that Rory. was a different kind of boulder that we oh had. Oh boy, to, um, Nerds the Musical. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, That's, have you talked about this on the, this show before? I have. I haven't talked about <laughs> it on um, on scripted. I've talked about it in the past okay. uh, to Patty. I had a, a couple, like maybe yep. a year ago. I talked to Patty about this, but uh-huh. we both came, we have a unique experience to it to each other because we um, didn't really work on the show. Yeah, we had before. never done it. Yeah, we had never done it. We didn't know it, and we got a call like, "Hey, want to be in a Broadway show?" And yeah, we were like, we're like, okay." They were like with Rory O'Malley. I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, I was. I mean, we. We really got each other into it, you know. We were like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, so he's if she's it, doing, okay. I'll do it. <laughs> um, and 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 you know, it was I I I loved a lot of the cast, and and we had fun it for fun. three weeks rehearsing it. Yep. And then, well, what, we got me, we got some signals. We got we definitely you and I we because it out. we weren't as like rose colored glasses about it. That's right. Right? Yeah. Like we had well, we were outsiders kind of. Something. We never got our contract. They never put up a marquee. They never put Remember up a Remember they marquee. told us that the um the press was going to go under the radar. That was their yeah, that was the their press strategy. Yeah, we were like, "Okay." Like that's not a strategy. But I mean, I I remember telling you cuz they put I was living in Los Angeles at the time. Right. They put me up across the street from the, the theater, the Long Acre, and I saw the set going in every day and I'd be like, "Okay, Lindsay, more set has gone in today. <laughs> it looks like this is really happening." Right. But we weren't saying that to other people because they were a lot more. They were excited sure. and yes. sure, and we didn't want to like poo poo on their. And, and there was no reason not to because, you know, that would be crazy. But what happened? <laughs> you tell your version of what happened okay. um, the day at all. We ended. were doing a rehearsal. Um, at Pearl Studios, mm-hmm. which was also a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> we rehearsed at Pearl Studios. Yes. Most probably shows don't. Um, but we were in the middle of a rehearsal. We were running a number. Mm-hmm. And, the um, finale or the, or the curtain call the number. curtain call Live number. Live your dream. And um, was it our company manager who came in and pulled 
Casey, the yeah. director, pulled our director out of the room. And she was like, okay, you guys keep rehearsing. So we're like rehearsing. Then she comes in, red face, gets our choreographer and our music director and pulls them out of the room. So we're like rehearsing with like... Can I tell you, I don't remember this remember because I was probably just focusing on not knowing the choreography we were trying to learn. You were focusing I, I on was... your hair in the mirror. Um, but... <laughs> per usual. <laughs> per usual. Um, oh, I remember all of it. And yeah. and and then we kind of keep rehearsing. And then they come in. And was it Casey that said, you guys yeah. have to stop? Yes. And we all were like, record yeah. scratch. And she was like, our show is not going to be happening. Yeah, yeah. And the the lead producer said, like, everyone needs to go home. We won't be opening on Broadway this season. And it was literally People more dramatic. People started, like, hysterical crying. Yeah. As, and, and, and they should. And they should. And I, and I can't really liken it to anything other than if somebody came in and said that someone died, that was, everyone in the room knew. It was like Smash. Yeah. It was not anything, like, I, I can't even... Really, it, it literally was like a yeah, television show. Absolutely, it was that dramatic. Yeah, and then we all had. He said he was telling the press, and we had an hour to tell people if yep. we wanted to. I called my husband. I was Two. like, "I'm coming back to LA." Yep. Um, oh my gosh, Rory, you had and, to move back. I mean, you had planned your whole life to move to New York. It was it. You know, like for me, I have zero like. It all worked out for us, right? So there's, but there were people who quit their restaurant jobs to make their Broadway yes. debut. So for me, the devastation was it all was for, for them. all of our yeah. Cast and you know, it's still the craziest experience I've ever had, and I hope will will ever have in terms of like disappointment in this industry. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that no one's allowed to do that again because yeah. it, it was. I I don't know if he ever had the money to begin with. I kind of doubt it. And it's just really so irresponsible to yeah. do that to to a huge group of people. I think that it needs to be looked at, and that people need to f- say figure out how it happened. Yeah, and I think that they people are in courtrooms right now oh, <laughs> that okay. I know nothing about. <laughs> we're not, we're that just... I don't know. Yeah, I think that you know, hopefully, people are being held accountable. But at the end of the day, it made me happy that our union had our back at least to have some kind of that bond is true. our paid. union really stepped up for us yeah and and was basically like okay here's two weeks you know yep. it's we didn't get to you know run the show at all but we did have some kind of buffer to figure out what to do next and i got to go into hamilton and yeah. you got to do go into significant other, other which yep. was so brilliant yeah. a play yep um which i loved so much i i mean your whole cast was amazing, and I've now got to work with Sass Goldberg. Oh my god, um, who is who's the best? Oh, oh, she's the best. Um, so you got to do something really great. Patty Murin went on to do Frozen. Mm-hmm. Brian Van Cart went to the Waitress Tour. So yep. we all got to do really cool yeah. things. And I think that the industry gave us a lot of love because it was they such did. a ridiculous thing to happen. It was insane. It was insane. <laughs> um, and we're bonded f- and for life. For life. Because of it. From it. Yeah. And, and all of those people. All of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that we all, we all had opportunities after it, but I think we all got a little stronger and more grateful for whatever came next. I would agree with you on that. Um, but what came next after significant, significant other for you was a Tony award. That is right. Well, I really, I had to do carousel before. Oh yeah. You did have to do the show, huh? Yeah. A little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, like, you know, we've just gone through this incredible career Oh, thanks. That really is a, an 18-year-old 
young woman moving to New York and not knowing what to do to going into Carousel, which is just like the most classic piece of musical theater. I, I kind of like watching that beautiful production of yours, watching that, I felt like I was watching the birth of modern musical theater, like hmm. what we know now, like you can see, oh, this is how they started right. making musical theater because <laughs> totally. it was like the, the from opera into musical theater. And right? how they kind of construct the scenes with the dialogue and yeah. the voice, you know, together. Yes. Like you really do see the, the birth of all of that. It felt there. like it was the first time it had ever been done. And it's so hard to take a piece like that and perform it in 2018 when totally. it was on. And I thought you did it so well and you were so funny, <laughs> so you. hilarious. And it was, and the rest of the community agreed because it won you a Tony Award. Yeah, it was crazy. What did that feel like? You know, it felt. Um, I I thought that all the work that season was so great, so I just was happy to be in contention, um, and be there and be a yeah. part of it. But um, but I think I think it also like it rewarded what I have been trying to do, which is like scare the crap out of myself every time I say yes to a job. Yeah. And that job scared the absolute crap out of me because yeah. of the uh because I'd never really done comedy in a show on Broadway before because of the vocal demands of it which were different than anything I'd done before because of the accent which was insane and because yeah. of being on stage with people of that caliber where I just thought, "Oh, I can't bring anything but like my A++++ game if I'm going to be on stage." With Josh Henry and Jesse Mueller and yeah. Renee Fleming and Alex Germignani. Like, oh boy. Isn't um, Alex great? Ugh, he's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm obsessed with him. I mean, he's, I just, I just worked with him on something of a, a few weeks ago and I, I've only gotten to like admire his talent from afar, but getting to be in a room with him, I was like, he's, oh, he's... so smart and he's so fun. And yeah. I just, being, married to him yeah. every show was like the best the yeah. absolute best I thought you guys were such a great pairing oh we had a blast but yeah, yeah but I think you know it is so to that night when I when I won I really kind of felt like I've done a lot of things here and I've been accepted and I've I've been allowed to do a lot of yeah. things here and how incredible that you know, I had no idea what to expect. And I've been embraced in this community in this way right. where they've really kind of let me like spread my wings and decide where I fit because I didn't really see where I fit. Yeah. And I got to kind of make those rules for myself. And I just feel so incredibly grateful for that, you know, for all the opportunity I've been given. Well, I think it's uh the clear choice for you to challenge yourself again now and be on TV. Like this yeah. is just like where you had to go next because yeah. you've conquered so much of the stage and it will always be there for you. But now you're going to be on all rise, as we said, and yep, Monday nights at nine o'clock. Oh, Monday. We have a night yeah. Monday, night, Monday nights at 9 p.m. CBS, CBS. Okay, good. I'm glad I got the right network. Thank you. Um, very, very grateful that you came on. I think the world of you. I feel and, the same way. You know, on stage and off, uh, you're just phenomenal. And I'm very excited to have you in Los Angeles. Yes. When am I coming over? Anytime you want. Oh Anytime my God. you want. Okay, yeah. great. I can't wait. I'm really excited. And thank you for doing this um, for, for all of us artists and people who want to connect with Please. us. It's, it's awesome. my therapy my therapy for an hour to get to talk to another actor about this crazy, crazy business we're and in. Much of it on a vocal fry. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I adore you. Thank you. XO. 
That was Lindsay Mendez. Isn't she just a total delight? And has done so much. I'm very excited to watch her on All Rise. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the Geffen Playhouse Unscripted brought to you by Podcast One. Until next time, I'm Rory O'Malley. Thanks for listening to Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. Be sure to download new episodes every month right here on Podcast One, on the Podcast One app, or on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. Oh,